Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. We are your hosts as always, Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, today's episode is regarding the birthplace of the Republican Party in Ripon, Wisconsin. Uh, and uh, just as a side note, we will be just going over the the history and uh, and, and how it was founded. Uh, we're not diving into anything political here. So uh, we have great Wisconsin music on this episode as well from Oak Street Ramblers, another brew review, of course. And uh, another installment of the infamous How Many Locos You At segment. Uh, And we have another great interview with Barrel 41. So, uh, as always, please, if you you could go on and subscribe, rate, review, like, all that sort of stuff, it would really help us out. Uh, And and anything you can do uh, for this small independent podcast is honestly miles for sure. So... Uh, Without any further ado, here is the episode, uh, here is the story about the birthplace of the Republican Party. As stated before, uh, we are just talking about the Republican Party and its birthplace here in the state of Wisconsin. We are going to beat around the political bush, if you will, um, and leave politics out of this. It's mostly just the founding. Um, And it's, you know, obviously politics to me are pretty damn depressing. So I don't really want to talk about them. I I get enough of hearing about it every, you know, four years for, you know, the the race uh, for presidential stuff and, and, uh, you know, the commercials and stuff. So, yeah, this is really just the meat and potatoes of, you know, hey, Wisconsin, we, you know, we're. It's here. This right, is where yeah. it happened. And maybe it's, politics are part of the reason I suck back as many beers as I do. Hey, so. beer is good, right? <laughs> yeah. So our story begins in Ripon, Wisconsin. Um, and a side note that uh, Harrison Ford, the Star Wars Indiana Jones legend, went to college in Ripon. Did you know that? Wow. Isn't that pretty cool? I did not. Dr. Actually, Jones. I did not know Dr. that. Dr. Jones went to Ripon. Dr. Jones. Yep. And uh, where a small schoolhouse known simply as the Little White Schoolhouse is constructed in 1853, it was first championed as an education building by the New Yorker A named Alan Bovey, who would also uh, use the small school building for early political discussions and who would later become the founding father of the Republican Party. In 1854, there was opposition to a proposed Kansas-Nebraska bill, which was first put out by the dominant party of the time, the Democratic Party. The bill was permission to continue slavery in the United States, but due to the Democrats of the period being dominant, there was little to no opposition. The previous bill in 1820, known as the Missouri Compromise, had the previous had previously closed all slavery in the area, but now, thanks to the majority, it could be reestablished. And at this time, there were other parties, including the Whig Party, the Free Soil Party, and the splintering within the Democratic Party who were opposed to the slavery at the time. And Alan Bovey was one of the leaders who led the opposition and brought many of these supporters and opposers to this new bill together to meet in this tiny little school building. Many of the members of the Free Soil and Whig Party came together to form what is known the Republican Party or the GOP. 
And thanks to publicity that was spread in the New York Tribune, the word spread fast as uh, Alan Beauvais was obviously a New Yorker to he. And uh, he, uh, he he had some contacts at the, at the press at the time, which was like one of the biggest distributed newspapers. Yeah, exactly. So huge word, you know, he got his word out very far. And this time there was no, reach, yeah. No, yeah, no social media at this time. So, And he is quoted as saying, we went into the little meeting, Whigs, Free Soilers, and Democrats. We came out Republicans and we were the first Republicans of the union. And when the Kansas-Nebraska bill eventually passed on May, March 3, 1854, Beauvais gathered up many of the contacts, including 53 voters, and led opposition to what they all considered slavery to be terrible and not acceptable. And I, I agree. I yeah. mean, no one should be forced labor, in no. my opinion, whether it's any kind of work. And eventually the party became so large and outgrew the little schoolhouse quickly. And February 22nd of 1856, the National Party was formed and held in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where famous Horace Greeley... And Abraham Lincoln would attend. This would be the first major meeting of the party and would continue to grow at an exponential rate and eventually would become one of the two major parties in America today. And uh, obviously we all know the Republican Party, the yeah. GOP, Grand Old Party, we all know. Yeah. And the building would, uh, the actual little white um, schoolhouse actually fell into some disrepair um, but would eventually be saved. And uh, it's actually a historical marker today. You can visit it today. Yeah, in 1974 it was actually listed in the National Historic Landmarks. And to me, it's such a significant piece of American history back in our backyard. Whether you disagree with the party today or agree, whatever, we're not yeah. going to get into that. I mean, what a cool I thing think, that it was in our state <clears throat> that such a major party was started. To yeah, me, it's I just think, incredible. I think if you're if you're just a, a history buff uh, or interested in uh, the state of Wisconsin and, and uh, I mean, just anything in general to do with Wisconsin, uh, this is just another one of those pieces that uh, it, it's so interesting that... You, you you can't really not talk about it, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I I'm mean, saying? Yeah, like I said, like we wouldn't we wouldn't be a Wisconsin history podcast if uh, if we didn't talk about this. Yeah, you know, it's we would major be... and significant, so we had to include it. And yeah. I don't, I think some people actually don't know this to this day. I mean. You know, and some people say that maybe it wasn't the true birthplace like Pitt, Pittsburgh was, but it definitely Republican Party was conceived in right. this building before it went to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and became the, what is known as the Republican GOP. Right. I think it's easy to, you know, for a lot of people to try to disregard uh, Wisconsin's, you know, the, the roots of, of the Republican Party in our state. Um, because we're not one of the, you know, original 13 colonies. And, right. You know, it just. You know, you, you, I guess you you can sort of uh, you just, di like I said, disregard the idea that really it did start in this very small schoolhouse where individuals from other parties uh, decided, hey, you know, this other party just isn't even for us. They're not speaking the way that we want to. And uh, here's what we do. You know, yeah, and, exactly. And, uh, you know, some of those parties don't even exist anymore. No. Uh, and have have uh, have completely lost, you know, all their members and stuff. And um, it's just really unique and, and really cool. And, and like we said, uh, we wouldn't be a Wisconsin history podcast if we ignored this subject. So, it, you know, what's funny is too the wig party. Like you think of George Washington with that sick white wig that he wore. Like yeah. that was the wig party. Like they were like these like they still in, in other in other countries wear those uh, powdered oh, yeah. wigs as like, judges and courts. stuff. Yeah, 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 for sure. And uh, I know like back in um, the medieval times, like in France or whatever, they would have like the lords would wear these like girl shoes and like powdered makeup and the wigs. And that's yeah. kind of what came over from America. It was a sign of high class and status. Yeah. You know, but poofy I mean, shirts and uh, oh yeah, pa uh, socks frump, tucked into your frumpled, pants, frumpled shirts yeah. and like 
yeah, definitely. Just not my style. Really dumb not looking shit. <laughs> but hey, to each their own, you know? Fucking dorks. <laughs> the type of people that talk to their teeth like, yeah, yeah I'll help you out yeah. anytime, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. And like, hey, like, super real. <laughs> for anybody who's, uh, anybody who's tuned in and, and, uh, and listening here, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia did a tremendous episode um, where they go back and uh, talk about, you know, wooden teeth and the powdered wigs and all that stuff and whistling when you talk on your S's and stuff. It's an absolutely tremendous episode and hilarious as hell. Uh, I know my buddy Jesse, Jesse's Liquor Kitchen Jesse. Yeah. Uh, him and I uh, practiced for what seems to be years on how to whistle with our S's. And it seems that I can't really, <laughs> I can't whistle. not whistle with my ass now. It's it's crazy. That's so, awesome. Uh, that'll conclude the main story of this episode. And uh, stay tuned. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Stay we tuned. We got a lot coming up. So here we are with another tremendous music segment. Uh, music provided this time from Madison, Wisconsin, Oak Street Ramblas, and uh, what a. What a another fantastic piece of musicianship uh, that they possess, and you can tell that they truly have fun doing what they do. This music, I don't think you can not have fun playing this bluegrass and, and rootsy, folky music like this. The song is so right? solid. I mean, it's just oh. a solid song, and obviously yeah. Square Barn Road, the song we're playing today, yeah. what isn't more Wisconsin than Square Barn Road? I mean, every road's a Square Barn Road to me. Square Barns and Roads and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that sounds great. And, I like uh, it. No, it's just a great song. Um, they're one of the like the the premier Madison ones. I mean, we've featured a lot of bluegrass bands. There's a lot of great ones in our state. And uh, yeah, we're cool really revi- starting to the revivals happening here. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of great bands, and we're really starting to to take notice of uh, the ones that we want to go see live. Uh, and we've played uh, all like almost all of them so far. Uh, and, and these uh, the Oak Street uh, Ramblers are, are just another one of those ones that, Russ, we have got to go see them live this summer. It's crazy at some point. We're on episode fifty-five now, so I got like fifty-five bands I want to see because each one we featured a different band. Yeah, you yep. know, so there's like that many much music I have on my list to see this year. I I'm, yeah. can't wait. I got my COVID shots, but uh, yeah. Without further ado, this is Oak Street Ramblers Square Barn Roll. <laughs> Thank you. 
Street Ramblers just taking us awesome. on a journey. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, like we said before, the musicianship there, I don't think you can stand but to have uh, super fun when you're playing something like that. I just I would be yeah, smiling right. the whole time. Uh, the upbeat nature of it, just that... Oh, just yeah. so good. But again, yeah, go and check them out on iTunes. Uh, yeah. Buy some of their tracks. Everything they have is really well done and well crafted, so definitely check them out. Hey, and now that you know we're, we're vaccinated and we can do what we need, you know, just go see them. I yeah, mean, when yeah. we have a chance here. Uh, as soon as we start seeing dates for these things, let's go. Like we'll meet you guys out there. I agree. I'll I'll be uh, I'll try to find a tank top that fits, and I'll come out there and just <laughs> start <laughs> yeah, hanging out. Right on. So we now have a uh, beverage review of the brew kind, and uh, this one is actually uh, from Barrel Forty One. Which yeah, we just had another one, the Sherbert and Ernie, which was yeah. freaking phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. But we got another great one. So uh, again, Barrel Forty One is out of Nina, Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, and this one we're dealing with today is uh, Gentle Chaos, yeah. uh, coming in at six point three percent ABV. It's got a cute little devil emoji on there. Yeah, a little a little Deval. And then uh, it's a milkshake IPA again, which is awesome. I, I, I've been really getting into those. Really digging it, yeah. And uh, on the can, oh, it says, so looking for a milkshake IPA with a wild side. Here it is. Using Citro Mosaic and Nelson Savon hops, brewed with strawberries, mangoes, and oranges. And uh, this one does contain lactose, so if you're lactose intolerant, beware. But um, initially, you're getting that fruit punch to the nose. It's oh, freaking yeah. phenomenal. I mean, It's amazing. It smells so damn good. Uh, and and tastes just as good. It's really sweet. Like, it's almost like a strawberry shortcake is coming through. I'm getting the hints of the mango, the strawberry. It literally is like a dessert beer again. Oh my it's god! It's so good. It's very tasty. It's something different on your palate. Yeah. Another one that would be great dessert beer. Like after you have a big meal, to like have this after as like your dessert instead of like ice yeah. cream or something really sweet. Yeah. This is perfect for that. And it's absolutely you know, amazing. You got the 6.3% ABV. So like, you know, you're done with dinner. You know, you're watching a movie maybe, like about to go to bed. Yeah. Perfect. 6.3% night topper, baby. Yeah. Boom. I mean, literally a perfect nightcap after, like you said, have a good dinner. You're not overly full. And you can just go ahead and, you know, sip on this thing. It's a, a 16-ounce can. Um, yeah, it's a full pint size. Yeah, I mean, so maybe you're sharing it with somebody, you know, yeah, too, as, as something. And, like, the artwork, again, is, like, really cool. So it's a mustard background. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the text is in white. Um, you're seeing a strawberry, a mango, a peach, uh, an orange. And, like, it's just really cool. Like, it, Well, some of them have uh, faces on them, too. So you got a strawberry that's looking pretty deviant, and you've got a... A peach that's like ready, or a, is that a tangerine or orange? It's ready to kick you in the face. Uh, but it, it looks it's really, neat. I like, like it. it's really cool. Like in in to be honest, it kind of reminds me of like a a girl wearing a sundress. Like a this does. Sundress. This looks like a pattern. That yeah, you it looks could, like yeah. a pattern on a sundress. It's very cool. I mean, the can stands out. Uh, again, it's gentle chaos. Go and check them out. Um, definitely good. It's like a dessert beer. A lot of flavor coming through. It's smooth. It's crisp. You're getting a lot of the fruit coming through. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Um, Eric, do you remember where you found this one at? Uh, these are all from uh, um, Festival. From Festival. So, okay. Festival has been the place that I've been able to find Barrel 41 uh, pretty regularly. And actually, I've been a huge fan of Barrel 41 lately. They've been kind of my yeah. go-to. I mean, everything I've tried them has been just phenomenally crafted. And yeah. these milkshake IPAs, are they, they've been a trend now for a while, and I'm just starting to get into them. I'm a little behind on that. Yeah. I mean, I was, I'm was i still into the hazies and going into the milkshake IPAs a little more to get just some different flavors. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely check this out. It's been great. So uh, Barrel 41 has never let us down. Gather around 
Join us for a chat. How many logos you add? Alright, you guys know what that means. <laughs> oh baby, it's a how many locos you at and we got a really <laughs> crazy one today so. it is that time again uh we've got a 54 year old woman arrested for her ocho the ocho the ocho espn the ocho um the um the incident happened in madison madison police department uh tentatively arrested a 55 year old woman for her eighth owi on friday night uh, according to an incident report uh, the Madison Police Department responded to a vehicle that was stuck in a snowbank. Wow, that's two in a row stuck yeah, in a snowbank. Snowbank. Damn snowbanks. Eight months of winter, so yeah. We're gonna so some of those. she was stuck in the snowbank, and uh, so uh, the police noted that upon arrival, uh, they found the individual trying to dig her vehicle out of the snowbank while not wearing any shoes or socks. Uh, and which this is, is and this was February. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, they also noted that the vehicle was still in gear and tires were spinning. <laughs> she is outside of her vehicle trying to dig oh, as her vehicle man. is still spinning. Uh, dumb. I mean, here's the what's the plan? As soon as she does dig it out and then it's on its way home, what do you, you just walk it home? I don't know. Like, right, <laughs> yeah. If she digs it out, things are going to just jet down the freaking yeah. road. So uh, the uh, Madison police uh, tentatively arrested the individual uh, following charges. Uh, uh, after getting a medical clearance, um, we've got OWI eighth offense. We've got operating while revoked. Whoa. We've got bail jumping. Whoa. We've got warrant for the seventh offense, uh, motor vehicle uh, operating while intoxicated, and a warrant for bail jumping. So she's Oof. got a couple of warrants and then a slew of other things from this. I got warrants. Yeah. Oh, man. Dude. So this is bad. So she's do, in rough shape. She's yeah. not going to be getting out of this thing, so, uh, Scott. Here's, so. here's the clues. We don't have a lot of information, but she's a 55-year-old woman. Uh, February, no shoe socks. She does. She's not even feeling the cold right now. So Idiot. she's she's feeling good. Real I mean, bummed. she's feeling. She's has some booze in the system. Yep. Uh, definitely not a local drinker. Fifty-five year old woman. Probably not a local drinker. This might be a vodka, Grey Goose. Yeah, uh, a, gray, a Grey Gooser. Yeah, or a wine even. Yeah, maybe I mean, a wine or a Grey Gooser. Um, yeah. but what do you think? So we got fifty-five year old woman, car stuck in a pile, trying to dig it out. No socks, no shoes. Yeah. I mean, uh, idiot for sure. I mean, like that, you know, it, okay, you hit a snowbank, right? But now you have no socks and shoes. Cops know something's up. Yeah, like I that mean, was number also, one. Also, you're trying to push your car out while the, while the wheels are still going. Yeah, put it in neutral. What are you doing? Put it in neutral or park, whatever you can do. <laughs> like, what's like, the plan yeah, after you right. finally get it out? Because at least if you had it in neutral, you can kind of push it or rock it out. Right. So she has it in gear. It's driving while she's trying to dig it out. Yeah. No socks or shoes. So this is an obvious. The cops know right away. Lights come I have, on, I have a feeling this is so, definitely a blackout scenario. You think this okay. has to be? So you're okay. I got my number. If you think so, because I, I was have, thinking I was in the middle of like blackout too. to like drunkness. I think we're gonna have the same number. Okay, ready? Yep. One, two, three, fourteen. 14. Holy oh, shit! Nice. Bam. Yeah. Nox, no, that's baby. totally it. Because sixteen, I've had. I've been at a sixteen local that is laying down on the on the concrete and puking. And then you got the twelve local where you're functioning, but you're not remembering anything. You're tomorrow. outside of your body. She's for in sure. between. Like she's yeah. probably at the point where she needs to just go to bed. Honestly. She should definitely put her head on a pillow, not in in her car <laughs> or in a snowbank. <laughs> or in a snowbank. So that's gonna be fourteen locos. 14 Eric, sound loco. the gavel on us. All right, today we're here with Matt from Barrel Forty One. Matt, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Not Good. too bad. So, yeah. Matt, can you give us a little history of uh, Barrel Forty One and how you guys kind of got your start? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, about five years ago or so, um, a couple of good friends of mine, um, Nate and Lance, um, had this like dream of starting a brewery. And they kind of started piecing the puzzle together. And uh, my good friend Nate, who's our, our brewmaster at Barrel 41, um, he kind of dove full force into the beer industry. He was the assistant brewer at Bare Bones Brewing in Oshkosh. Oh, love Bare and Bones. Then, um, yeah. And then also was working at Lionsdale at the same time uh, and brewing beer in uh, – his mom's basement for, um, you know, like two years or so putting together recipes and just kind of learning the, the trade and everything right. else. And, um, like you said, dove full force into it. And, um, you know, barrel 41, we, we, uh, all grew up together in Nina, Wisconsin. And so, um, when Lance and Nate finally, um, put all the puzzle pieces together, found a location, kind of started reaching out to, to all the buddies and uh, some family members and friends to uh, come in together to start Barrel 41. So, um, you know, the, those guys came to me and were like, you know, do you want to start a brewery? And I kind of laughed at them and I was like, <laughs> right. sure. <laughs> and then they're like, no, we're serious. Uh, we found a place and this is our plan. And so, uh, you know, pretty quickly I was like, yeah, for sure. And quit my job and, and came to, to start a brewery in our hometown. So, um, you know, that's kind of the quick uh, awesome story. Am- but um, yeah. I am envious of uh, all of, all of what you just said. Uh, Russ and I have uh, been for years doing the same thing, you Making know, brewing brews, exactly, like, brewing yeah, right in sure. our home, and uh, often talked as if we were going to make that something that happened. And you know, we just haven't had that push either one of us. So. But we, you know, that's the thing is like, that's why we started the podcast to support other people that have done it and we haven't had a chance to. And we're going to ask you, so one of the beers we reviewed was a Sherbert and Ernie and I've sent it to multiple friends across the United States and Canada and they suggest that this is like the beer. Can you give us a little rundown of Sherbert and Ernie? Yeah. So, um, Sherbert and Ernie is a, um, milkshake IPA. And what we did is, um, you know, added the lactose and then um, a little bit of vanilla. So it really kind of creams it out with that citrus. So you get almost like that ice creamy, um, you know, deal with it. And um, it's just been, uh, it's such an easy drinking, like IPA. And it's a gateway too, because like people, um, you know, who don't even like IPAs have been able to like go, oh, this is actually pretty darn good you're like yeah it's 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 awesome so um you know that's kind of the quick one and what i was kind of hinting at to you guys um prior to hit and record um in a few weeks we actually have a double sherbert nerney coming out that'll be about nine percent um and uh is gonna be uh really really good I'm, i'm looking forward to that one take me to sesame street i'm gonna get my i'm going i'm gonna get (laughs) my rubber ducky ready yeah, there we go. <laughs> awesome. No, that's so cool. I love the name. Like the beer is just phenomenal. We tried it. So I was always like, I started off in the IPAs when I first started. I started getting into like kind of the hazies, you know, and kind of like yeah. keeping up with the trends. I just started getting the milkshake. I like the milkshake IPAs. We've had a couple now, Sherbert and Ernie, and then we've had the one today, Gentle Chaos. I think is what it was. Yeah, yeah. And those are just phenomenal. And like they've yeah. like got me started now. So now I've been looking for your guys' beer. You guys have been my go-to probably for the past yeah. month and a half now. And honestly, you think since the pot we started reviewing these, yeah, well, milkshake IPAs are just like my new thing. 
I'm all about it. I love that you guys use the lactose sugar. It's it's just so cool. I mean, to me, it's it's like phenomenal. It's like the next wave. Yeah, it's coming in. It's so awesome. Yeah, it's Definitely. been it's been cool to to see the kind of evolution of what's the new hot in the in the beer in the craft beer kind of community and uh, it you know hazies and and milkshakes are just like this new new iteration of of you know these hoppy beers uh, and IPAs and stuff and they're so smooth and can you know it, it just kind of in comparison to what your normal IPAs or doubles are uh, these are really smooth like you said. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I I agree with you. I think that the trend is is uh isn't happening right now, and and I don't think it'll go away. Um, just because you can pack, I mean, there's so much flavor in these things, and you can, um, you know, change the style with like fruit, and I mean, we have another one that you guys might have to put on your list. It's called Fuego Mango, and oh, it's yeah. got habaneros and mangoes. But I mean, it's just so versatile. You know, you can really do whatever, and I Dang. think that's pretty neat with the beer. Yeah, habaneros and and mangoes, which yeah, I mean that that's a, I mean it's a combination that you've seen elsewhere and like wings and stuff. And then think about putting that into a beer and and how do you, how do you tame those flavors to be you know <laughs> right, a drinkable right. yeah. instead, which is amazing. And I right, I think now these these uh you know you and and your company are like these mad scientists of brewing which is amazing i love to see it good no it sometimes feels like that which is a which is fun yeah <laughs> no and i think you guys are kind of leading i mean for me it's it's like the milkshake ipa thing's kind of new for me here but i i've literally been like i said like the last month and a half is all i've been buying is milkshake ipas yeah. to try different ones barrel 41 yeah. kind of one that popped up on the shelf and yeah. i have tried the flango mango it's awesome yeah just so you know it's super sweet. good sweet. i get them no. i get all the beers uh for, for uh barrel 41 at uh festival is kind of like yeah the that's company so that's cool been... they carry them yeah so and I was going to ask you, Matt, so we're going to probably make our way up there one of these days up to the Nina Foundry. Would you be willing to give us a little personalized tour so we could come check out the place? Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Definitely. We, that would be great. Yeah, we'd yeah. love to just so our audience can see. We're, we're planning a Patreon with like some brewery tours, historical markers, some tours of big businesses and stuff like that. And uh, obviously you guys are on my list now. Barrel 41 is like <laughs> the go-to for me right now. So yeah, That is so cool to hear. All right, so Matt, before we let you go, we got a few questions I asked to find out how Wisconsin are you. They're about eight <laughs> to ten questions of random things that we come up with and uh, see how you fare. You ready? Love it. Let's right, go. Let's do this. All right, so the first one we got, um, have you ever been to Summerfest, and do you have a favorite band you've seen there? Oh, yes, I have. I lived in Milwaukee for a while, so I've gone quite a bit. Um, nice. I, I would have to say favorite band uh, was uh, – I saw a few years back, and it was Chris Stapleton opening for Tom Petty. Sick. Um, Chris Stapleton is awesome. I don't really love country, like the new modern country, but Chris Stapleton keeps it original. He's awesome. But that was also oh. probably Tom Petty's last time in Milwaukee, right? It was, and I almost didn't go. I had free tickets, and so that makes it extra special because I'm like, ah, I, I got to go see Tom Petty, and, yeah. and that was the last time I, I could have, so it, it was meant to be. That's awesome, awesome man. man. I'm really glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, that's, a cool, that's so cool. That's a really cool story. I got saw Tom Thanks. Petty once uh, before he passed away. It was like a few years before he passed away at Summerfest, before all this COVID bullshit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I was just glad I got to see him at least once in yeah. my lifetime. Yeah. My, my so. story is very similar to yours, Matt. Uh, my wife and I were talking about going to that show. I hadn't seen Tom Petty live. Gigantic Tom Petty fan, except we, we chose not to go. 
Um, oh no! It was you know you about took the a, wrong wrong it, direction. Huh? Yeah, I mean it was like a hundred dollars per ticket though. Uh, yeah. I mean it, it had we had free tickets, no doubt. I'd have been there, uh, you know, a hundred percent. But we had already kind of maxed out our our concert spending budget for that uh, for <laughs> oh, that I, year. I hear so. that. Yeah. yeah. All right, so the next question I got, um, since you've been in Milwaukee and you were probably younger at the time you lived in Milwaukee, have you ever closed Wolskis? Uh, I have closed Wolskis a few awesome. times. Awesome. No Good. way, another Wolskis closer. That's so <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> I don't know where the bumper stickers are, but I've definitely no, closed it. We, we were, were just, just talking about, yeah. we don't know where our bumper stickers are. They're in my garage somewhere, but I don't know what <laughs> under they are, mine's, like where they are. Mine's probably plastered to the side of a speaker that I don't even have anymore. So <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, on exactly. the front of a guitar amp that's not even <laughs> yeah. around anymore. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the next question, have what do you consider to be up north Wisconsin? Uh I I I call it uh Hayward, Wisconsin. We have a, a yeah. cabin Holy up there. Smokes. So that's up there. Uh, yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. That's that's a good location cuz it's like a huge debate in Wisconsin. What do you consider up north? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hayward, you know, it's not on 51, so you can't use the 51 reference, but when 51 turns in the single lane, that's about where Hayward's at if you were to go west. Sure. Right. right. So it's like right there. So I think that's a good choice. Cool. Yeah. It's a it's a debate, but it's also kind of like a uh a thought process of mine that it's more in your head where right. where you sort of in that drive north, where do you shed all your responsibilities and the stress <laughs> just melt off your shoulders? Like yeah, where does your, where do your shoulders finally relax? Yeah, you know? probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear that. I'd say like two hours two hours away from wherever you're living. That's yeah, where that's where exactly. my yeah, exactly. I'm starting to relax. You know. Yeah. All right. So next one I got for you, um, Barrel Forty One. Is there a beer brought beer we could use from Barrel Forty One that you recommend? Oh uh, wait, say that again. A beer brat beer? Like a beer to like use for beer brats? something you would want to... From Barrel 41 that we could try to use with beer brats. Oh, beer brats. Oh, definitely uh, our new beer, the Coarse Crusher. Ooh. Uh, it's like an American Pilsner. Um, super, like a lot of flavor packed in there, but really light. So you could drink them on the course all day. Yeah. Cook them in brats. Crush them on the pontoon, whatever you got. It's yeah. good. Awesome. That sounds I great. I like it. So from Nina, um, is there a supper club you recommend our listeners go and check out, even from that area, or the best one you've been to? Yeah, what what have you been to? You know, oh, that is a good question. I feel like there isn't really um, one in Nina. Um, I live down at Oshkosh, and the the Roxy Supper Club on Main Street is sure. pretty. Uh, Pretty classic. Roxy is a classic. I've been there too, actually. It's a great, you, great supper club. UW Slosh, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. Slosh. Yeah, you've been, baby. If you've been there, you know. <laughs> I actually went up there one time and yeah, I got pretty slosh. With oh, some I got friends. pretty messed up. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, Campus you see, police know my name. See some air shows and get some liquor in your body? Yeah. Right on. So, <laughs> um, so the next one we got for you. Um, so we got two more. One is. Bloody Marys. How do you use yours? Are they spicy, not spicy? How do you prepare yours? What vodka you use? What ingredient do you think is your specialty? You know, uh, this is this is a tough one. This is a hot take. I <laughs> love everything about Bloody Marys. You know, the Sunday, whatever. I just don't like them and like all the <laughs> toppings, everything else. So like, yeah, I yeah. I want to go for give me a a big 
like stein of beer with all the Bloody Mary fixings on top, you know, like the bacon yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. But so no can... tomato juice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah, you don't want that heartburn. I'm I'm in there, dude. I I, I pound Tums as a Wisconsinite. Tums should sponsor this show. Yeah, I got. Gout. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I got gout. Yeah, you <laughs> you got Bloody the Mary's. Gout? Bloody oh, Mary's tough, man. Get uh, the gout yeah. out of here. I wanna I wanna like them so bad, but I just I haven't re- I haven't been able to. Yeah, and that's no, and fine. honestly. I've I've seen so many individuals who say the exact same thing. So it's it's definitely not just you. It's I would say it's it's probably a good even fifty fifty split where you either like them or you don't, and half the state you know thinks the same way you do, and you know old fashions. You know yeah, how do you do yours? Sweet or sour? Do you, do, do you go sweet or sour? I go I go sweet uh, with uh, brandy. Yeah, yeah, same here. I love I'm a brandy sour. I love the sweets. I like. Yeah. I, I'm like, it's a dessert for me. You know, yeah. when I'm having that supper mm-hmm. club meal, I want that little sweet aftertake. So yeah. cut, per- cut all the grease. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I got one more for you, and this is like always the the hard one. So do you have besides Barrel Forty One? Obviously, I've been there. I search. Have you been to Barrel Forty One yet? I have not. We're making our way up there then. So besides yeah. Barrel 41, um, is there a brewery, brewery tour, or a brewery you recommend and does not have to be in Wisconsin that has given you some influence on uh, the way you created Barrel 41? That is a, a great question. Um, I think, I mean, brewery tour, classic, Lakefront. It's just yeah. like a comedy yep. show. <laughs> uh, sure. You, you, you sure. got to go do it. Um, but I, I would say like influence and like one of our favorite breweries to go visit when we're not – it, it, at Barrel Forty One is definitely Central Waters. Nice, um, Anello. Well, Anello, yeah. Anello's yeah. awesome. He's such a good guy. Love the um, barrel aged beers, and I mean, we try to to really since day one we opened, we've done barrel aged beers, um, and that's been a huge goal. So, kind of uh, inspired by those guys a little bit for sure. Awesome, Matt. We appreciate your time this Sunday. We love that you're on here. We can't wait to come and see you and maybe do a little quick tour, maybe yeah. a little interview, hear some more brew history, talk Try about some beers. Beer. Yeah. yeah, you bet we'll be up there. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and, and I look forward to it. You guys come on up, whatever. Sounds good, Matt. You have All a good right. Sunday. All right, you too. Thanks. All right, bye. Bye. All right, bye. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.